This is Vanderbilt Business. We're looking at public accounting again this week, but this time it's from the recruiter's perspective. James Powell is the managing partner of KPMG's Nashville office and their national partner in charge of campus recruiting and university relations. He talked with Vanderbilt Max Lindsay Donald about the opportunities that life in the industry offers, how careers in public accounting develop, and what KPMG looks for in the recruiting process. Hey, Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for meeting with me today. I appreciate it. We are trying to get uh, answers to the question, why choose a career in public accounting? So you seem to be the right person for the job. Oh, great. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's start out with, why don't you tell me a little bit about your career? Sure. I mean, I've recently celebrated, I was just thinking about it yesterday, I've really recently celebrated my 25th anniversary uh, with KPMG, and kind of looking back, there's been plenty of milestones uh, of my career. I've worked in four different offices, uh, Silicon Valley, San Francisco, Atlanta, and now I'm in Nashville. Uh, I made partner with the firm in, in 2005, and then in 2015, I was asked to move to Nashville to become the, the office managing partner. And I can say, when they sold me on that job, it, it truly is one of the best jobs uh, in the firm. And then last year, I was asked to be the national partner in charge of campus recruiting. And so in that role, I really get to work closely with you know individuals like you, our practices of audit tax advisory, mm-hmm. as we execute you know our campus recruiting strategy, you know hiring close to 6,000 students off campus a year. That's great. Did you think when you started out as a staff mm-hmm. <laughs> auditor, you would be in, the, in a national role as uh, the partner in charge of campus recruiting? Not at all. I was telling someone the other day that when I started public accounting, I actually thought it would be one of these two years and I would be out. I was living in the Silicon Valley and had all these grandiose plans of, it was well before Facebook, but, you know, making millions of dollars on a public company audit and uh, our public public company. And uh, that was where my future was going to go. And I actually got into it. And after a couple of years, I really enjoyed what I was doing. You know, it was always about the new challenges, the working with different people every day, you know, never knowing what was going to be you know, around the corner. And just that, that really excited me. And little did I know that 25 years later, I would really um, kind of step into the role of campus recruiting. And that, that's what I love about the, the, you know, the profession is that there are so many different options within a large public accounting firm and the, the accounting profession mm-hmm. that gives you, you know, you're starting out and little do you know where you're going to be, you know, 15, 20, 25 years down the road. Yeah, I, it's really exciting. Um, so think back to when you were an undergrad. Why did you make the decision to go into accounting? Well, when I first started out, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. It was uh, the first couple of years I was taking, you know, the you know, the required courses had a little bit of mix of uh, business courses in there. I was actually taking a, a number of art history classes because I really thought maybe it's going to be an art history major. And it's right around that time between my sophomore and junior year, I really had to, you know, step back and say, you know, what do I want? And, you know, I wanted a career that allowed me, you know, job growth and flexibility, those challenges that I was talking about, and, and of course, money. I mean, money was always an option. Right. And, and accounting seemed to hit on all of those points. And so I kind of shifted into, you know, taking some of the accounting courses, meeting with more of the accounting firms. And, and then I really started to realize that all the things that I had wanted, you know, kind of long term with a career, uh, you know, accounting gave me. And more importantly, I would sit down and talk to a number of folks, both from industry and in public accounting, 
and realizing all the opportunities that you had in going into accounting and in taking accounting as a as a degree and then ultimately going into the profession because unlike you know my friends who went into a marketing major or something like that there were just seemed to be so many different avenues that public accounting and accounting in general could give you and so you know if two years down the road you want to try something you know different that accounting background, that accounting knowledge was going to still open up a huge amount of doors. It wasn't like, okay, I have this degree, but now I'm going to actually go work in something that's completely different than what my degree was in. Right. That's uh, that's great. Uh, so when you think about the skills, uh, responsibilities, behaviors that led to um, personally your own promotions throughout the firm and the milestones and um, throughout the firm, uh, what what are they? What what was called out, or what did you get feedback on that, and you knew you were being moved to the next level because of these specific behaviors? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Lindsay. Um, one of the things I didn't expect when I you know first went into the career was how much of a people business this is, mm-hmm. and and I say that from a standpoint of yes, we you know we do audits, we do tax, you know we have advisory services, but really you know audit and tax. I knew that we were meeting with clients and, and, and those type, you know, going out to client sites and, and all those things that everybody tells you about. But I didn't realize what the importance was. And I think it's I step back and look at my success in the, in, in the, the firm and in the accounting career was really around my ability to work with teams and work with clients. So, you know, we always tie it up to those soft skills, but I really kind of focusing on building those solid client relationships. Mm-hmm. The ability, you know, from a public speaking perspective and getting out in front of, you know, larger audiences to kind of sell yourself as well as sell your firm, or sell your services, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that's underlying with critical thinking and analysis. But I, I truly believe the thing that separated me throughout my career was those ancillary skills. It's being able to, and I tell my staff today, it's, you know, when you're sitting there at a five o'clock during busy season and your client wants to go home and you've got to get this information from them before they leave, if you've built those relationships with them, you've had those, you know, times that you spent in and really got to know an individual and got to, you know, spend time to to work with them, they're willing to spend those extra five minutes on a Friday evening to get you that information so that you can be successful over the weekend. Right. And, you know, if that's what you need to do over the, the weekend to get some stuff done. It's it's that kind of uh, skills. And, and I think it comes from just being broader. Accounting is what you, you know, what your degree is and what you're doing. It's just looking at it from a broader business perspective. Are you really focused on, are you doing, do you understand what's going on outside of your industry your clients? Are you able to talk to a variety of different people, understand exactly what their wants and needs are, and uh, you know, deliver the services to them based on that? I think that's really what separated me over the years. And so as, as, as much as I can talk to students, the accounting is, you know, you need to have that. You need to have those critical thinking analysis, but don't lose sight of the other non-accounting uh, related skills that will really kind of take you to the next level. Good advice. Accounting has such a stereotype of just being technical and pencil pushers, or I guess Excel now, <laughs> um, well, and that's part of it. But exa- there's so much more. No, exactly. It's like I say, you know, there's going to always, you know, all of the firms have, you know, a national office where you have some of the most technical people, and there and there is a role for that. Mm-hmm. But you look at the vast majority of people within our firms 
who are out there day to day, it's not solely just the technical technical skills that drives their success. I've known some of the smartest people, you know, over my 25 years who did, could not have a relationship <laughs> with a client, and that kind of limits their career path right. because they're only going to be known as the technical person. Right. And, you know, we, we want people who are much more willing to think outside the box. And for me, it makes it more enjoyable. It's mm-hmm. It's going to a you know, a hockey game with a, with a client and being able to, to spend an evening with them at a, at a social event. It's those things that really are going to kind of separate you from, from other people long term. Right. We do focus, our, our program, we do focus a lot on trying to get students to develop those soft skills also. Those, well, they're not even soft anymore. The professional development aspect of, of growing their career. I was going to say, it's not surprising that most of the firms, and of course, what you guys do at Vanderbilt is great because, you know, I I have the opportunity over the years to meet these students when they're first coming and looking at Vanderbilt and saying, okay, is this really where I want to go? And then seeing them, you know, just a few months into the program and how their, you know, their people skills, their professional development skills have really, in just a short period of time, have, have really improved. And of course, that's what we look at when we hire those folks are are they going to be you know the future if you will we don't hire individuals for a one-year two-year commitment we really want to see uh, people from the long term and you guys definitely uh, uh, do that at Vanderbilt. Well so let's talk about that we uh, we encourage our alumni uh, to or our students and then alumni to uh, reach the milestone of manager or senior manager with the firm that they do an internship with uh, and because we believe that, that and I think that the, all the firms have research that shows that your career trajectory is so, it will go so much further and so much higher and your earning potential is so much greater if, um, if you reach that milestone with the firm. Uh, will you tell me a little bit about opportunities or roles that you've seen some of your mentees or some of, your, um, some of your, the managers that have worked on your jobs leave to do? Sure, and, and I agree completely with you. And I've, you know, I've had those conversations with some of our younger staff who are saying, "I really am thinking about leaving the profession." And I was like, you know, there's so much, and you may just think it's a title, but the doors that open up to you when you have that manager title, which is, you know, most firms four to five years um, before you get that manager title, so it's only a, a couple years longer. Mm-hmm. I see some of our managers leave for, you know, controllers at divisions of large public companies. I've seen them work for, you know, top-ranking um, financial or top-level financial individuals at, you know, smaller private companies. I've seen some of them actually go into, um, you know, like the Federal Reserve or working at some of our large public companies. It, it's it's really amazing that at that manager level, um your the careers that you're opening up to are much greater than somebody who leaves it a second year. The second years are leaving for like financial analyst or you know positions that are that could lead to that in the future. But these are managers that are going directly into these you know controller type positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know most most people don't leave solely because of the money, um, but you look at what opens up at those. You know, I'm going to call them the C-suite uh-huh. executives, but you're going to get the bonuses. You're going to get so it's not just the flat salary that mm-hmm. you know people tend to go to. You, they they have those options that they didn't they wouldn't have had at the second year. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to be subject to, you know, large bonus pools or larger bonus pools. Um, and, and so I think that's – and talking to some of our folks, we, we have a, a term in, in, in the public accounting, we call them a boomerang. Mm-hmm. And it's usually somebody who leaves at their second year or so, and they think that they want to go out into industry, and they just said, what I was doing just wasn't that exciting. Mm-hmm. Coming back to the firm and making it to that manager level, because once they leave – at the manager level, those are the positions that they really are excited about, the, challenge, the more challenging positions, the, the positions of more authority uh, outside of the firm. And so I, I agree with you. I just, you know, staying to that manager level, and, and we've got, you, you're right, all the firms have the data. Mm-hmm. We have kind of an employee career architecture that just shows not only within the firm, but if you do decide to leave outside the firm, how those careers are much different at the five-year track than they would be at the, at the second or third year. And, you know, I think sometimes for an undergraduate student making a career decision, five years out sounds like a long time. But if you think about it, five years is what it, it would take to to start your job, quit, stop making money, get an MBA, <laughs> and then get back into a higher level role when if you join the the profession, then you can work all the way through that and kind of fast track yourself into one of those higher um, higher roles. So many, so many students. They say, when I was in high school and I was looking at going into college, I was like, I don't know if I can make that commitment for four years, five years to get your master's. And I, and I say that's just the same uh, right. time period that we're asking you to do when you come into a career. I said, you know, before you look back at it, you're going to realize of all the stuff that you did in that five-year period of time, how you've grown in that period of time, and it's going to fly by. My 25 years has flown by. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That, that's right. That's a great, that's, that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. Okay, so let's move to, well, I guess, do you have any, any other words of wisdom that you would share to a student who is really deciding between a full-time entry-level industry role right out of school versus continuing their education for one year and, and entering into uh, the profession of public yeah. accounting. It, it was interesting. I was I was thinking back uh, the other day, and I didn't do an internship with one of the accounting firms. I actually did an internship in industry mm-hmm. uh, with a company in L.A., and I was uh, working in their internal audit department because I, you know, I figured I wanted to do accounting by then. Mm-hmm. And it was between my junior and senior year. And so I went to work in the internal audit department, and I was loving the people I was working with and getting to know all of them. And I said, this is what I want to do. But throughout the summer, I started realizing that every single person I worked with mm-hmm. had started in public accounting. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, there's something about this public accounting <laughs> track. Uh-huh. And, and I realized all these people that I was working with had you know, great careers but they none of them started within that organization. Mm-hmm. And so there was this, you know, you go to public accounting, there's so much with the world-class training, the clients that you're working with, the individuals within the organization that you're going to be, you know, learning from. I mean, you can't, it's so invaluable. And that's what public accounting gives you that you wouldn't necessarily get in going straight into industry. Mm-hmm. And, and that has always kind of resonated with me. That was, you know, if you want to say an aha moment yeah. about public accounting, it was I sat there and I remember, you know, we were at, it was like a dinner some night. And I kind of looked around the table and now that I'd known everybody, I'm like, 
yeah, he started with uh, public accounting. She started with public accounting. Yeah. And so it really was for me kind of saying, once again, I was going to go in there and look for just a couple of years. I wasn't yeah. necessarily looking for manager, but it all kind of came together, did that few years, still learning, realizing that if I made manager, I was going to have even more opportunities open up for me. And then continuing in with the manager for me, mm-hmm. I just found, found so many more opportunities within the firm that I didn't really, you know, look, you know, seriously outside of the firm. But uh, it was always around just looking at these people and where they started from. And I remember one of my CEOs of one of my clients who I won't name, but he used to always say, you know, James, I started out in public accounting. (laughs) It was just, you know, it's one of those careers baselines that, you know, we, we give people, you know, people may joke about, you know, the profession, but when you really step back and you see how many people, started their careers in public accounting uh you'd be you'd be surprised that's why i encourage students to do what that's why i do what i do oh absolutely (laughs) them into the into the role because i so passionately believe about the with the in the career track uh okay one more question any parting advice for college students just in general, but college or career advice for them? Yeah, I think it was just, you know, find a, a position in a company that, that fits you. I mean, there's no sense in my mind selecting a university, a degree, a profession that doesn't fit you. But when if it does, you know, look at just the, the long-term trajectory. Mm-hmm. You know, do you really want to spend all this time at a university on a career, on a degree that's not going to get you, you know, someplace long term. And I just have always said that, you know, I wouldn't have done it differently. I might have chosen a career earlier, at least a degree earlier in public accounting, but I wouldn't have changed it because I think, you know, the, you know, the degree, the public accounting experience just offers up so much. And you do want to find out, is it for you? Um, you know, because I think, you know, we do work, you know, long hours in the profession, but we also have great rewards of being in the profession. So, you know, don't go into it, you know, lightly, but just know what, you know, the hard work that you put into it is, you know, just like it was in, you know, high school versus, you know, university, it's no difference in, in a profession is that the, the work that you put into it, you're, you're going to get uh, it back. And I think from my perspective, uh, a return on investment in public accounting has been uh, has been incredible, and I, and I wouldn't have changed a thing. But you know, it, it fit me, and I found a company that fit me, and uh, you know that that's the, you know the perfect matching if you can if you can find that. Yeah. Um, okay, James, I'm going to ask one more question. Sure. If you're okay with it. Absolutely. Um, about I, I want to get at innovation with the firm and how can you tell me about initiatives that the firm has to support their uh, employees and also to encourage them in innovation? Sure. I mean, I think when we step back at the firm, um, and like I said, I've, you know, 25 years of the firm, what I do today and what I see our staff do today is completely different than what we did, you know, 25 years ago. A lot of that is enabled by technology and, you know, making that what we used to call the work-life balance, if you will. I mean, making our jobs easier so we can focus on the more meaningful task. Um, so whether that's the use of technology from an, an you know, electronic audit software systems or, or things like that, I love in our firm 
we've actually created, you know, innovation task force where, you know, it's almost like challenges throughout the year where people can say, hey, what is it about, you know, your job that if you had a budget, you would innovate things differently? And we have people coming up with amazing ideas because they live it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, if the firm would just do this, and now we've got an opportunity uh, and, and, a, and a pathway where they can actually raise their hand and say, I'd love to have, you know, look at this idea. Um, because one, it's either helping them individually. Two, it might be helping the client experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but three, we're rewarding that innovative mentality within within the, the professionals. And uh, one of our tax associates, who so he'd only been with the firm for less than two years, came up with a technology. He didn't really know about how to, to do it, but he sold the idea the firm picked up on it, and now we're implementing it on uh, on our engagements. And so that's that so kind cool. Of, yeah, that kind of innovation because uh-huh. it's like I can't pretend, even though I've been here for a long time, what's important to our, our younger folks, and are they seeing something that I would have never mm-hmm. uh, thought about? And so, you know, once again, it's kind of creating that environment where you you feel, hey, I'm raising my hand, and and they want me to raise my hand, and they're not, you know. They're not going to beat me up to say, well, you know, this is how we've always done it. I mean, we're we're actually listening to folks and saying, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's let's think through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be, you know, like I said, either client related. It could be just what you're doing on a day to day, you know, basis, or you know, third, just you know, looking at the the workplace environment that we uh, you know, come to work at every day. And, you know, those things to to improve, you know, how we how we work and the way we work is is something that I. I would say, you know, 10 years ago, it wasn't like that. But over the last couple of years, the firm is really, and, I'm, and I've heard it from my, my counterparts of other the big uh, public accounting firms who are really trying to think about innovative ways of, of, of doing that. And that's innovation and accounting is not something that usually go hand in hand. <laughs> but I, I'm glad to see, you know, over the last few years that we really have kind of taken that uh, approach and said, you know, let's let's think differently about the way in which we do things and, and encourage that uh, with, within at our organization. Excellent. Thank you. James, I, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Not a problem. Thanks to James and Lindsay for their time this week, and thank you for listening. You can find more stories and information about Owen by visiting our website, business.vanderbilt.edu, or following at Vanderbilt Owen on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Music by Mike Foster. I'm Nate Luce.